and welcome to episode 34 of the Uta Beer podcast with the Examiner. I'm your new host, Jim Chisholm from the Huddersfield Town Supporters Association and I'm joined by sports editor Mel Booth and football writer Blake Welton. Um, before we get stuck in, I'll have to point you in the direction of our sponsors, Beer52, who if you go on the website, they've got a pretty good offer. Type in the code Huddersfield and you'll get £20 off a crate of beer. So you'll be paying like six quid or something, which is uh, a good offer. Um, and now that's out of the way, uh, we're going to talk about transfers. We're going to talk about the Liverpool game and we're going to talk about Man United. So if we start with transfers, we were told that it was going to be, you know, strictly nothing was going to happen. But that's not exactly true, is it, Mel? <laughs> not quite, no. Um, I think... Um... They did the business early, which has been standard for David Wagner ever since he came to the club. So we've come to expect that, that they've got their homework done and they've got their targets in mind even before the window opens. And that certainly proved the case. I don't think anyone can argue with uh, the two signings who have been made. I mean, Terence Congolo's obviously a class act, needs to play a few games, but... He's coming from a top club, he's been a league winner in Holland. He's left-sided and he's a centre-back who can play full-back. So, you know, covers a lot of bases in that sense. You've then got Pritchard, one of the most highly rated young English midfield players. Desperate for a chance to play, you know, regularly at top level. uh, And was available at the right sort of price. So, that business is good. Um... The couple of outs that were done, um, Joe Lolly going to Forest, um, big opportunity for him, four and a half year contract, so great chance for, for Joe to play some regular football at a level that he can star at. And also Martin Crane, Mr Reliable, um, I think really has only become available because Town have got the likes of Heffler back. Um, and so... Yeah, he it, it makes sense for him to go. He may only be back up at Middlesbrough as well, but he's probably got more of a chance of figuring and playing more first-team football there than he has with Town. So that sort of rounds up the business um, that, that's been done. And, you know, we can have a conversation later about whether we feel Town may or may not have needed one, maybe two more. Yeah, that that's the thing. It's, I think, looking at the table, um, everyone spent quite a lot of money around Town um, and not no disrespect, eleven million is is a bit of money to spend for town. But um, I think maybe the general consensus of fans. I don't know, you know, if you'll back me up here, Jim. But um, the, the general consensus is perhaps they needed another one or or, or two, um, and that. But certainly, nothing's changed with the mantra: getting the business done early. You know, highlighting the key areas, and, and then basically be down to business, and that with it. Um, I, I again, I echo the points. I think Martin Craney going, he you know he missed a reliable, never put a foot wrong, um, and he will be a good addition to the Middlesbrough squad. Again, I don't think he'll be a regular there, but he will probably get more game time at a level he's comfortable at uh, in the Championship. Joe Lolly, he's the ultimate confidence player. Um, you really kind of have to kind of really put an arm around him. I felt and and that for him to. Um, really excel and I think the Premier League was maybe a little bit too brutal for him um, going down back to the Championship might be a case of you know the best thing for him um, and if Town did go down I don't think either of those players are players that would really kind of 
shine and get town back up to the Premier League and that so they're not massive losses you know no disrespect to either of them so um, and as I said uh, Congolo looks good and it gives some nice balance and some options to play three at the back as well so you know that's really good and, and then maybe that's the reason why Craney is being able to go because John Gore and Stankovic and Hefley are back as well so so yeah I don't know what the fans are thinking on, on it as well Jim well I don't claim to be the voice of the fans certainly not but I think in terms of Lolly and Craney, I think that's a no-brainer. If you get a, a decent offer, which I understand particularly for Lolly, it was, it was quite a good offer, um, you can't turn that down. In terms of Pritchard, I think that is a really good signing. I think he offers two things aside from what you've said, which is it allows you to maybe play Tomins on the wings, where certainly for Derby, he's been far more effective. I think he's also someone who actually shoots on the edge of the box. And so many times this season, it's been frustrating to see us play it around and, you know, get into dead corners, dead ends. So I think he's just a bit, a bit more forward thinking than some of the other players that we've had in that position, particularly when Ince has played there. And with Congolo, yeah, I think he looks like a, a decent player. I mean, we'll come on to that maybe about the Liverpool game, probably one of the standouts. Um, but in terms of our overall business, I mean, you mentioned some other teams around. I think Brighton have done particularly good business. Have we done enough to keep our heads above water? So one, one of the things that I noticed on against Liverpool is if you want to play a three-man midfield, I don't think we have the amount of central midfielders to do that because we'd be one injury away from a crisis. Or Dean Whitehead, which is, you know, not necessarily sustained at this level. Yeah, no, well, Dean's a fantastic player and I think he's still got the, the contract this year for his Premier League experience around the dressing room as opposed to playing. So as he said, if um, if you know, there was an issue, you know, he, I don't think he has the legs to be playing, you know, full 90 minutes. And I think we both touched upon earlier, Phil Billing, he did look like he was blowing quite a lot after 15 minutes. Mm. And I think I said to you this morning, I said, would he have played if Danny Williams was, was fit and didn't get that knock? I don't think he would have. And hopefully Danny will be back in the fray for you know Old Trafford on Saturday and, and maybe take Phil out of the equation or certainly drop him down to the bench. But I don't know. I don't know what you felt about that, but I, I do agree maybe with Jim there. Yeah, I, th- I, think, uh, yeah, I think that we missed the wider outlets as well against Liverpool personally. And I mean, the, the goals... You know the the decisive ones came down the flanks, um. So we we've played with width. We've had people out there who've been receiving the ball, whoever it's been, whether it's been Kachunga, Van Lepara, Ince, um. You know we've we've had those wide players there, and we've linked up well playing with those people. Um, we're missing Kachunga a little bit, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's you know people were having a bit of a go of it, a go at him earlier in the season, suggesting that he hadn't stepped up and all the rest of it. But it, it's only when you're without them that you yeah. realise that the role that they play within the team and within the group. So I think that um, yeah, we 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 are missing that width if mm. we're going to play in that in that formation. And that is a thing that a lot of fans have have picked up on is do we need another winger? You know, if someone was available, do you think we would have? gone for another winger 
Yeah, I, I, I think and it's something I said start of the start of the uh, window was you know town do need maybe na- another natural w- winger to maybe you know put pressure on the ones that are there because you know Rajiv van der if he if he's fit he's normally a, a shoe in on on the left and there's no competition hardly. Um, just going back to the points like both of you made made. I don't think it was necessary. I think the the the, the set the, the delivery from both Flo and Low were fine. The trouble is they never got them out in wide positions because of the dominance of Liverpool and pushing Liverpool and um, Liverpool pushing Town back. But also the two forwards at the front they were not they were too you know too far apart and the ball just wasn't sticking to them. If you had the forwards and the ball was sticking more up front, they could basically hold it up, bring you know players into play. Then basically, you know, put hold it up, play it off, get in the box, and then the ball comes in, and they just weren't able to have that ball sticking up. Well, should we move on to Liverpool? Because I think you know, transfer-wise, we've we've done it. There wasn't much activity. Um, you know, thoughts on the Liverpool game, Mel? Yeah, I mean, I think the 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 general drift that I've got from people is. Um, and not just the Liverpool game, maybe a few others as well, but it, it, it became apparent in the Liverpool game. Forget the change of formation. They just want to see Town being more proactive, uh, more positive, uh, especially with the ball and going forward. Um, and this is where you need your midfielders, your Aaron Moyes and people like this on song to make things tick. Uh, and they want to see Town having a pop, something you talked about earlier, Jim, People getting around the box and actually having a dig at goal, not looking for a sideways pass or someone else to take the responsibility. And I think they'd much rather see Town go down having a go and really getting after the opposition, as they were in the early part of the season, as they did against Manchester United in the league game down here. Man City as well kept it very close and very tight. You've got to do it within a disciplined framework and it will always be the case with with David Wagner's teams. But I think against Liverpool... And I think the point was made in the TV coverage as well, that they're 2-0 down and yet still banking everybody mm. in our own back third instead of getting higher up the pitch, supporting the people up there with the ball. There again you come down to service. Can the two front men uh, keep hold of the ball? Uh, are they too far apart? Um, there wasn't anything staying up there and it was just coming back all the time and Liverpool were just... You know, murdering possession for fun, weren't they? So, I think generally speaking, people just want to see Town having a right old go um, and and getting after some of these teams. Uh, you know, attack being the best form of defence, and that you know the old adage has come out. But I think people just want to see Town being much more energetic and much more positive. I I can't I can't fault the sentiment there, but I go back to the the Tottenham game uh, earlier in the season where. Um, you know they went tra- tried to go toe to toe and they got done. Um, and I think the formation, like I said, we're not going too much on the formation. I think the formation was fine. I think the personnel wasn't, and too many players are either coming back from injury, looking jaded. Um, I think Aaron Moy could have done with another game out. Um, you know Philip Billing could have done with not playing the full ninety, another game out. Um, and and you know maybe. Having if Williams was fit, having Williams in there instead, and maybe having Pritchard as you know as as the the top of maybe you know three in the midfield or something like that instead, um and, and that because until the first goal which was scored by deflection as well, um Town were Town were in it. They had you know Chris Lowe's free kick, um and departure from um a, a flow cross 
you know, both of them really good chances, and you know, two chan- two more chances than sometimes you know bigger sides will give you. So, I think it was margins of error really, and also you know personnel still not being on it, and whether it's a tiredness affecting positivity or it's just general you know jadedness and not really knowing how to play on an optimum level for a certain amount of games, perhaps. We need a lift, and that yeah. if Dupuytre had scored, it would have provided that lift. Yeah, the crowd were up for it; they would have been hitting the roof if he'd scored and put Town ahead. So, you know, Town need that lift; they need mm. to give themselves that lift because at the moment it's become a bit of a grind. Um, and you know, we we Blake mentioned the Tottenham girl. And said, yeah, they did try to go toe to toe with them, but they only paid because they made basic errors. Mm. You've got to do it in a disciplined framework, and they would have done that against Tottenham going toe to toe. I'm not saying you just go hell for leather and abandon all your principles. You've still got to defend. Yeah. You've still got to protect the ball. But the, you can get after people. Yeah. And I think Town need to do that a bit more. In you know, in That's the impression I'm getting from fans who I talked to. The three-five-two was an interesting one because people have been calling for two up top mm. since you know forever. Um, I mean, I actually think it would have been better to go more of a... You know, Instead of having two strikers, like you said, having um, more of a, a diamond with with Pritchard at, at the the top of it, I think the problem with the three five two, as you pointed out, was the wing backs, mm-hmm. and the wing backs were were pinned in their own half. They they weren't getting forward, and if you've got two, all right, I don't want to cliche, but two big men up front who can hold the ball up, who can cause a problem in the box they need the service mm. and, and the wing backs were just not doing what you need to do in a 3-5-2 and when you look at good teams who do it for instance when Chelsea came um, you, you know that was that dynamism up and down the wing up and down the wings um, and, and that was the problem for us we, we were never going to get anything without those wing backs doing the offensive side of the, the duty and, and you've got to be brave like you said and that's what people want to see but we just weren't and we were never going to get anything out of that game. You also need the two front men to know what each yeah. other yeah, is doing exactly. as well. And, and they, they look, a, they look a, not a partnership, really. But, but they've they not had a, yeah, but they've not had a chance to be a partnership, and this yeah. is the thing. And, you know, whether... I think David Wagner, he's played, you know, one up top so much. All the training, you know, for every game for the last six months, 12 months, 18 months, has been with one up front. So he said afterwards, he, he the idea came Monday, so they maybe only had two sessions to have two yeah. up front really so you know it, it, I don't think looking at losing 3-0 at home to Liverpool I don't think that is any uh, di- you know any fear to all of a sudden oh that didn't work abandon it I, I think you know it, it needs you know it needs to be worked on and that um, and, and maybe used against other opposition as opposed to Liverpool Manchester United Chelsea but we, we also know it's not the David Wagner way so I don't think we should yeah, get too yeah. expectant that it's all all of a sudden just going to change and it's going to be that formation anymore I think you know he'll, he'll go to his tried and trusted I think yeah. I think to be fair to Liverpool as well that they've got to have a lot of credit I know in certain sections of the press there's this notion that it was a bit of an exhibition game but I thought they were just very effective in what they did yeah. played the ball around beautifully and it was like chasing shadows and sometimes it's very difficult when you've got that quality of player and particularly when we've got people like Billing coming back in you know even like Congola who I thought was a standout performer I don't know what you thought there hasn't been a team come here by the way who've closed us down as quickly as them yeah. I thought yeah. they were exceptional yeah, yeah. in doing exactly what Town would want to do, do to, to them the they were really good yeah and I thought there were, there were shades of it Dortmund at the best under Klopp when it was just everything clicked it was so rapid and 
everything was about getting the ball forward. Um, so has, has anyone got anything else to say about the Liverpool game? Any other observations? Yeah, move on. Move on. There <laughs> yeah, we are. Move on to the uh, to the east. to the next small <laughs> club yeah, small in the club, northwest. Yeah. Uh, Man United coming up on Saturday. Uh, let's start with a, a bold question: Is it possible to do away what we did at home? <laughs> well, I I don't know. It's a, I, I think a lot depends on. Um, I think we caught United cold that day. Um, they had some injuries and they just weren't at it, and they weren't at it in front of um, their you know you know in front of a very sort of um, uh, vocal home crowd. It'll be a different story at Old Trafford, though I think, um, and especially after you know the, the the whipping they got at at Tottenham. Jose's a winner and he will be not happy with that one bit and you know he will want to take it out on the next opposition which happens to be town um, so I think basically you you probably and he's got Sanchez now whereas if he didn't have Sanchez um, they are a bit of a sort of negative slow build up side so Sanchez is maybe that little spark of you know in the final third that they were lacking to, to, to look forward and be positive so um, long story short, no. But it's not, as I said, it's never been about Liverpool or Manchester United. People are on Twitter saying, oh, big game, must win. It's like, no, it's about AFC Bournemouth. The follow- If we pick up anything out of these two games, great. If we don't and we're in the bottom three, fine. It's about getting the results against AFC Bournemouth coming up, Swansea coming up, Crystal Palace coming up, um, and that. And if we take you know wins out of all of them, you know, and they lo- obviously lose, and at the same time, we'll we'll still be in the mix to stay up. Alexis Sanchez home debut as well, so there's going to be a lot of fanfare. Yeah, surrounding him, I think. I mean, the stats. I was just I was looking up a few stats earlier on, and um, you know, I don't want to frighten anybody, but they're not good. Um, you know, town have barely ever won there. Um, in fact, they've only won there twice in the history. So, and you know, in the old days, they certainly used to play them a lot. Um, but um, you know the the last time Town scored there was in 1970. That was Bobby Hoy who scored in a one-one draw. George Best scored for Man United. So that's the sort of era that you're talking about. Before that, Town hadn't scored at Old Trafford since 1954. Okay. That was Tommy Kavanagh. And then you're going back 88 years since the last time won at Old Town won at Old Trafford. Uh, they actually hammered Man United six nil. Uh, that was in September 1930 when Kelly and Jackson got hat-tricks. Sorry for the history lesson here, folks. But um, Town finished in the higher reaches and Man United were relegated. So the only other time that Town have won there was in the FA Cup. That was in February 1924. And Town won 3-0 with two goals from Wilson and Stevenson. So history lesson over. Back to the normal now. The, the bookies say that Man United are 7-1 to one on. Uh, and you might even get some people taking that. Town are sixteen to one in a two-horse race. It's about the same odds as they were against Liverpool, and the bookies are not far wrong usually, are they? So that's the size of the mountain uh, that's in front of Town. It possibly got a little bit higher with the performance against Spurs. Um, so Town Town are up against it, but we know that they are capable of frustrating teams for long periods. Yeah. If they can limit errors to an absolute minimum, then they're going to keep themselves in the game. The question mark comes, 
can town actually put them under pressure, create some chances, and finally puts put the ball in the back of the net. So that's where the crux of the game is going to come. Uh, and if town can get ahead, and they might well have got ahead against Liverpool, then it's in the melting pot, and it'll be very interesting to see what happens. But you know the weight of quality. Um, is much the same as it was against Liverpool, and obviously we ended up being outplayed. So, Town have got to, in, you know, significantly higher the bar um, to get anything out of it on Saturday. Correct so, me if I'm wrong as well. I think um, Liverpool and Arsenal away, they were they held them for an hour, didn't they, for both? And then mm-hmm. it was two silly mistakes cost them, and that was it. Once they've gone a goal behind in either, so there is obviously a, a, a thing, a threshold of they get to the hour mark and. That's when the tiredness may be and the mental fatigue, and then they let it slip. If they can go that extra half hour, and it's nil nil at Old Trafford, you know. So, how does David beat Goliath? How do we set up? Is it three at the back again? Do do what he did at home, very much a you know four three three with the with the three man midfield and and the wingers really doing the defensive duties and just praying that you take your chances when they come. Mm-hmm. I th- I think so. I think it'll be more back to the four three three type setup. I don't think it'll be far away from what we did at home at all. Um, and it then comes down to each individual player having that energy and that desire and that fighting spirit to actually do his individual job as part of the team framework and really get after them and try and put them under some pressure and try and stop them playing as well. So there's no real room for Pritchard again in this. Um, well, I I think. You go th- uh, three five two, uh, the same back three, um, maybe same wing backs. Um, if Williams is fit, Williams Hogg in the middle, and then in front of them Pritchard, okay. still playing a sort of number ten role. Do you think Moy? I mean, because Moy has looked jaded, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Is it? Is I know it's a big game, and we've built the team around him, but is it time to just give him a rest and? and maybe give someone like Pritchard the, yeah. the nod instead. He, he himself looked frustrated. Aaron looked frustrated to me against Liverpool because it just wasn't happening. Yeah. And he's clearly desperate to get back at the hub of the team. And he himself, he'll, he'll, he'll be so, so keyed up wanting to do well for the team again. And, um, you know, I, I don't doubt the, the, the attitude of any of these lads. They are desperate to win matches and put points on the board. And... You can't let the frustration overtake. You know, he's he's a guy who's got the ability to steer things. You just got to believe in that ability. Uh, and I I felt he looked, he, he did look very frustrated. And maybe it is time just to take him out the firing line for once. And you've got a, a young guy. We've talked about the quality of of Alex Pritchard. Um, he likewise he's desperate to come in and make an impression and he's got that bit of spark and a bit of something different got a bit of bite as well yeah. exactly and he can take a free kick and you know we he, he just gives you that that he might give you that bit of oomph that we haven't had uh, and for that reason alone I would put him in I, I did say to Blake before the match on um, Tuesday night that my my uh, my only argument with that I know David wanted them to do specific jobs but my own the only change I would have made, and this is not decrying Phil Billing because he, you know, he's just coming back into the team after a fairly long layoff, uh, but I would have had Pritchard in instead of Billing, and that. Other than that, I thought you know I had no arguments with the starting lineup at all, um, but that would have been my only change, and consequently I would put him in the starting lineup uh, at at Old Trafford. 
Predictions, right, that's where the job of a journalist, this is where you make your money. Right, I'll start with you, Blake. Oh, no pressure there. Um, I'm going to go, I think Town might s- score, but they'll be on the end of a 3-1 hiding. Nope. Um, it's hard to be very, very positive about it, but I am going to predict that Town are going to go ahead and then I'm going to predict another Man City-sized <laughs> effort to try and keep United out, and I'm going to say we're going to get a point with one apiece. So right. who's going to go down in the box easily, like at City? And that, <laughs> you know, who's there, Raheem Sterling, to do that then? Oh, I don't know. I think it, it, it might be a rocket goal from Sanchez or something okay. like that, but uh, I'm going for one apiece, and I'm going to say that Town are going to go ahead. That's, that's a bold prediction. I'm going to go for 2 0 to Man United because I don't think we'll ever score. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, right, briefly before we wrap up, the magic of the cup. What, ma- what, what magic? Did you not see it? <laughs> so, well, maybe somewhere else, but certainly not on a. It was, it was, a, bad, it was a bad day at the office, wasn't it? Um, a lot of individual areas, er- errors with, to be fair, a lot of players who hadn't necessarily played with each other or even played in a long time and it showed Jim didn't it it showed and I, I think um, it was it was more about getting game time into people I mean let's face it Town you know they, apart from one very bad error for them scoring they would have won um, we're still in the competition um, and there's a massive prize at the end of it obviously with, with Man United at home who wouldn't want that mm. so you know there is a bit of onus on Town um, to, to, to get through but there's more onus I think on Birmingham they will put out some of those players that they did leave out last time I think it will be a stronger probably more cohesive Birmingham team Town I don't expect to do anything different at all um, and so you know you've, you've got to trust um, that, that David's judgement will be right and he'll, he'll pick the team that can get the job done but it's certainly a big prize and it would be nice to have them down here again Joking aside, um, I was a little bit disappointed with the, the Saturday. Um, the, they had they should have had it wrapped up. Silly mistake, um, and that and yeah, I, we were fully expecting a change side, but just just everything it was just kind of very flat really, and and the fans as well. I think the magic of the cup maybe made ten thousand town fans disappear as well, which. You know, uh, it's 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 a great competition that I grew up on, and I, I don't know. I think it's not just a criticism of, you know, Huddersfield Town and Birmingham. It's the whole criticism of the value in the cup itself. Um, but when the you know the prize money is is, yeah, is, but, is nothing, is it? And it's it's difficult because we live in the football and economic environment that we live in. Yeah. So. I I don't know if maybe clubs and this is old clubs should maybe do some sort of season card, like right this season our season card prices are X, which is maybe twenty pound more, but includes all leaving cup home games. So you know whether that's get dumped out third round or whether that's you know going all the way to mm. semi finals and that just to get bums on seats. I mean, but, some town fans would argue that go, you know, not throw that game, but it wouldn't be a disaster if we. Lost that I was just going to say that. I mean, really, realistically, the only thing that matters this season is Town staying in the Premier League, um, and you know, going through to a quarter final, even a semi final. You never know of the cup. It's neither here nor there compared compared with having another season in the top flight, and that is that's it. Mm. That's the, that's the end argument, yeah. really. Um, and it's 
you know it, it, that is how it's become and that's exactly how town are treating it they any of us would swap a win at birmingham wouldn't we to, for, yeah, to, for, to, to trade it for United a place or... for, for to, to trade it for a place to stay in the premier yeah. league so no, that puts it in perspective i know i, to- I totally agree priority is premier league but i just think if if fans had season card holders had paid up front or had some sort of it was the cup scheme or home, maybe we might have seen some more fans. Oh, okay. Well, I've already it's this idea of marketing. Oh, I've already paid for this, so I might as well go. And that um, certainly they won't be like inundated with Terry Exchange, but you know I just think maybe you get more bums on seat across yeah. all Premier League grounds if you input inbuilt it into the season card prices. Uh, so give us a quick prediction. Birmingham away. Uh, one one after extra time, German penalties once again. I hope I hope not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go for a I'm gonna go for a two one town win. Two one town win. Well, hopefully. So uh, whenever we do the next podcast, we can we can see who was who was right. Um, I think that's about it for today. Um, but if you you go on Twitter and stuff, and the next one you want to ask any questions. Um, and you guys, you guys will be at the, the game on Saturday, won't you? So if you, you can't get to it, watch the live blog you do on Facebook. Um, but until next time, see you later. Wie had dat gedacht? Van shoppen in Milaan naar achter de koopjes aan. Gelukkig heeft Telford smart pakkers. Niet het laatste model telefoon, maar wel de beste prijs. Dat is toch genieten? Geniet ook zonder te veel te betalen met Telford Smart Pakkers. Zoals de Samsung Galaxy S7 met 1 gig en 150 minuten. Nu voor maar 26,50 euro per maand. Doe je voordeel mee, Telford. Let op, geld lenen kost geld.